0: Alright, hello and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional-level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen sonic as in supersonic.com. So my plans in getting to Georgia have been slowly revealing themselves. A few episodes ago, I talked about worrying about things down the road in your life and how you really can't worry about them until the time gets closer. Like, worrying about it a bunch in advance isn't really going to do you any good. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Like, in the present moment, to worry, it's not really doing you any good. I know that's easier said than done. I've just really had to trust in him and trust in this idea that things will be revealed in their time. So basically the the plans, leaving Seattle, driving to Colorado, to Missouri, to Georgia. It's like four days of driving and making stops in between. Not many, but... Important, you could say like appointments. (laughs) It's a little nerve wracking, but I've done it before that amount of driving in such a short period of time. If you remember me talking about the road trip that I took around the country, this is 21% of that road trip. 2,700 miles to Atlanta, the road trip was 12,968 miles. The rate that I drove those, that amount of miles, that was over the course of two and a half months. And this is over the course of just a few days. My car is working, and ultimately, Jesus is in the driver's seat. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process thoughts and explore stories and just post them for anybody who might be interested hopefully inspiring one or two people or more. That would be awesome. I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. I'm just doing it. And ultimately, it's like it's also practice, which is cool. Episodes one and two talk about who I am if you're just tuning in. So I would ask that you consider giving those a listen if you haven't already, just to kind of you know if you're more interested in getting to know me a little bit more and who this who this guy on the other side of the microphone is, a quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. this show is conversationally true to how I speak, which you'll probably understand what that means here soon. So here we go <laughs> to when I worked at Hoys. this was in college. It was an internship at a printing company. They're a commercial printer, which means that they make anything from promotional items to printing. When my sister got married, I made her wedding invitations. Uh, We made pamphlets. There were, like, these workbooks that students would have for, like, certain times of the year during school. Business cards, stuff like that. My favorite job was using the letter inserter. Which, if you ever wonder when you get something in the mail, like junk mail, for example, (laughs) it comes in an envelope and there's stuff inside. Stuff being like paper or a promotional credit card or something. Like saying you pre-qualify. This was my favorite machine because it was super old. It had to be from like the 60s at least. It was like this conveyor belt with, like, four, three or four wire racks or something, one for an envelope, one for one brochure, another brochure, and another brochure, just, like, depending however many things you wanted to put inside the brochure. And this was really cool because what I went to school for was manufacturing. Basically, the process that goes into manufacturing I work at Boeing, for example. So like you have a customer who makes an order for an airplane and there are just hundreds, if not thousands of, no, definitely thousands of processes that go into that airplane and then finally getting the finished, finished product to the customer. So at the printing company, it was a little, I mean, the process is really similar. And, like, with the letter inserter, it was a lot more simplified. Well, ultimately, you had the customer making the request for whatever. So you you get the correct on size envelopes that they want. You get the pages that they want included inside of the envelope, printed on whatever color they wanted. <laughs> Probably super boring. I'm selling myself short on that. It's Okay then you take those pieces of paper to a machine that actually folds them and once they get folded you take it to the to the letter inserter which that is what exactly it sounds like is it's inserting stuff into the letters and then once everything got inserted none of it was perfect like really pretty much everything in life isn't perfect You have things that go wrong so like sometimes the letter would be inserted into the envelope backwards earlier I said something about like inserting letters but the letters get inserted into the envelope I'm sure you put that together (laughs) so like yeah sometimes you'd put the letters into the envelope and it would just like crush the whole thing and it would make like basically like a giant paper wad But when it runs efficiently, when it runs smoothly, it's like clockwork that's that's how I saw this thing is It was like clockwork because it's just doing so many letters at one time, and it's super cool and Once it inserts everything into the letter it runs it ran it underneath like this paintbrush that had water like slowly dripping onto it, so the paintbrush goes over the like the part of the envelope that forms the adhesion to be closed so like once it did that it would run it over it and then just naturally that it would seal itself which was super cool so I really enjoy just seeing a process from start to finish I'm not as much a huge fan of manufacturing anymore as I was I mean like I'm definitely grateful that I have that background and part of life is just learning you know, what you like to do. And I'm grateful that I had that opportunity to learn just all these different facets of manufacturing that now I can apply that to different parts of life, like the process of moving to another state or the process that goes into producing a film or a commercial or even a podcast episode. There are so many things that I don't know how to do That would be cooler to, like, know how to do them. But for the sake of a diary, over time, it'll get better. And I'm not selling this short. I'm very, very proud of this for what it is. This has been a really, really cool process. And I thank you for tuning in, for being patient and your faithfulness in returning. Or if this is your first time, the willingness to come check this out. It's a process. I'll be honest, I can't guarantee that every episode is very, super interesting, but if you saw the long list of just things I've talked about, you don't have to have anything special to reflect on your life. I understand that, like, being able to recall things in the past is very difficult, and there are exercises you can do that help a lot with that, which improv is one of them. Improv was one of the main inspirations for me, one of the main tools in doing this actually a special shout out to Jet City Improv and Unexpected Productions in Seattle for actually teaching me a lot of a lot of aspects and games about improv and just being able to watch shows and learn so much, there are so many other companies outside of these two that I mentioned that have influenced these companies and other people who have been involved with these companies and those things making it into my mind. There's something kind of unexplainable but freeing about being vulnerable. (laughs) Being able to be vulnerable is like, like this is the true you. This is the raw, raw emotion, unfiltered emotion. So like what I'm telling you I filter it to some degree for the sake of, you know, not saying anything completely wrong. (laughs) I mean, people say in improv, there are no wrong choices. You can make a choice that's definitely, like, it will basically take the scene from, like, a 10 to a 0, like, at the snap of a finger, and you'll just lose the audience. Vulnerability is sweet because it really helps you to be in the moment. I realize I'm still on my first topic, but it's just taken us on a kind of a cool tangent that's uh it's just nice, it's fun, it's hopefully making sense to you. And like I I said in my intro that this is a diary. So, thank you for tuning in. I'm sure you know that sometimes your diary, your journal entries don't make sense, and that's okay because you're working that that creative you're just working your brain. You're working the part of your brain that's creative and emotional, and you're exercising that. And I really, really encourage you if you don't do that, if you don't have anything that exercises your brain like that, when you hear people talk about reflecting and journaling, being emotional, and stuff like that, there's a huge amount of joy. In those things and missing out on those, it's like you're missing out on one of the main important things in life. Vulnerability. That raw emotion. The raw thing that shows you more or less who you are, which is cool. No, this isn't the first topic. What am I talking? Wait, yeah, it is. I don't know. <laughs> <whistles> to when I played Shoe Fire. So this was like in in eighth grade, when i went to pioneer in fort collins i had this friend one night he came over for sleepover and how come we as adults don't have more sleepovers with our friends my friend simon which okay by the way simon has made multiple multiple appearances in my episodes he's one of my very very close friends from childhood and like at least the 14 years that i've known him We would just always have sleepovers. He actually just visited me, and it was cool because, like, we had sleepovers. A lot of times we would make forts. This time we didn't make a fort, but that's okay. And I got rid of my couch, so (sighs) having a couch really helps when you're making a fort because you have the cushions as, like, supports. And I actually kind of don't have a lot of room to make a nice, elaborate fort. But I would have a lot more room once my, once my apartment is cleared out for the move. But then at that point, I won't even be living here. Anyway, let's reel it back in. We were teenage boys who really enjoyed playing with fire. So one night we had this simple, simple game. A disclosure that I am not responsible if you try this game because you could probably figure it out on your own, or I'm sure you've probably done something worse than this. A pair of shoes, and we would set them in between us, flip it upside down, and we would spray the bottom with cologne. At the time, it was like Axe or Old Spice, some type of aerosol cologne. We would spray it on the bottom of the shoe, and we would light the shoe on fire each with our can of cologne we would like spray each other through it to see who got burned first it wasn't really a game it was just like this really weird thing that you know when you have things in your life how can you entertain yourself with them a lighter a pair of shoes and cologne how can you entertain yourself with that please don't go do that because your mom Might get mad at you. Or she won't realize it because she was sleeping. And when the fire alarm goes off, you just said, like, oh, the smoke blew in from like a mile away. Don't make those types of jokes. Don't play shoe fire because both of them can get you in trouble. (coughs) To when there is stress amongst chaos. Let's take a test, for example. I am very, very not fond of test-taking. I don't like taking tests. I don't mind taking a test if I'm not timed, because I can think more clearly. It's like the game Tetris, or a puzzle. I can do those things better if I'm not being timed, which why would you time yourself when you do a puzzle? I did this experiment one time where this mini-puzzle of a dollar bill like a $50 bill or $100 bill with these tiny pieces. I wanted to see how much of a factor timing myself played into my performance and stress levels to solve the puzzle. And what I found is that timing myself is very stressful. So why time yourself, right? (laughs) So stress amongst chaos, it's like chaos adds that factor of time. I mean, chaos can be so many things in life, like a tornado. Like, okay, a tornado's coming. To me, tornadoes are beautiful, but they're also stressful because you don't know which way they're going to go. I hope I see a tornado soon (laughs) because I think they're majestic creatures. No, they're not creatures. That would be weird. It's like they have a mind of their own, but really they don't. They're just a reaction of weather and pressure and all that stuff. It's like a tsunami or an earthquake, natural disasters, storms. They're beautiful because they're like, there's this mystery to them. They're chaotic. There's this chaos that's going on that's like attractive. Maybe this is weird. <laughs> uh, You're just like inside my mind a little bit right now. I don't think about this thing this often but it's kind of cool to think about. Back to test taking. I remember this one time taking a test. I was so stressed that my body was preventing me from thinking and, like, literally working me down to the seconds left I had within the timed test, which seemed really unfair. (laughs) Why does it have to be timed? I don't know what people are doing these days as far as tests. Like, do you get a bunch more time? Like, have we realized that stress is actually a factor that's important to think about? (laughs) Uh, yeah. The last thought with that is I had this friend who during our, like, right before a few of our tests, he would play the song Breathe by Faith Hill, (laughs) which is just like, calm your nerves. Try to calm your nerves. It'll be okay. Just focus. Do your best. The sun will come up at the end of the day. Well, okay, the sun doesn't come up at the end of the day. The sun sets at the end of the day. But the sun will come up tomorrow. Actually, the sun is stationary. We will see the sun again tomorrow. There's part of the day where we say goodbye to the sun, even though it doesn't move. And then there's a part of the day where we say hello to the sun. <sighs> mm. <laughs> Just breathe. Which is what I've like told people who are like bartenders and baristas because you have a long line of people and the only way you're going to get through that line is by breathing. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio. JohnMichaelCollins.com. Hello there, my friend. Hello, my friend. And let's talk about mold. Thanks for listening.